Hello there, a warm welcome to Whole and Some. Thank you so much for choosing to be here in the, at this moment in time. I really appreciate your time, your energy, your presence. And um, we continue a mini series. Well, it was just supposed to be like one conversation, just that it stretched out for a long period of time. And so I just chopped it up into a three part mini series. And it's basically just the roaming mic on my girl Dami. Uh, just talking about our life and times in the UK and so we continue with part two of our conversation today and here we just transition from dummy leaving our flat made notes in the kitchen just to make sure that they are tidying up and leaving things right <laughs> and into just a bit more a little bit more about our living situation our academic experience the experience of finding a job in the UK a part-time job as students navigating winter and being there for each other through it all so enjoy I'm good because <laughs> I know I know nobody has ever swept that kitchen. The number of notes me. that you would know? just pull like oh yeah, dummy now uh, was the queen of notes <laughs> to our piss me off. I put up because, notes for you. <laughs> so and I was grateful for that again because I think something I have learned in my life so far in my relationships mm-hmm. is the more aware I become of what I am and what I'm not, mm-hmm. the more I'm also able to lean on the strength of other people. Mm-hmm. So like I may not be as as direct and forward, but I could tell you were. Yeah. So when you are like, I'm gonna leave a note. <laughs> I was like, for, are you for real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna leave a note. You people can't just be leaving. And they are not short notes. notes. Yeah. I'm making details so you understand it. <laughs> Dami would write. Listen. Please clean after yourself when you cook. Do not leave breadcrumbs on the tabletop. And the stove. Oh my god! I really want to know the unfriended. I would literally <laughs> walk into that kitchen and find the kitchen sparkling clean, and I'd be like, "Darling, for president!" <laughs> I was always so happy oh just to see god. that. But like, we've yeah. had a really, really blessed time in terms of like the leasing situation. Yeah, it's a very safe place. It's a yeah. clean place generally. Very like safe. the the environment is very yeah. clean. And then, because it's a private accommodation, I think there's that effort to keep it looking yeah. and feeling a certain exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like we've not taken advantage of some parks like the common room and everything. Playing That's pool true. And everything. Except That's for Toga. What's he doing? Toga. Toga. Yeah. Toga is a guy I met on my way to the bus stop one oh. day. He had just come from Turkey. He was coming to do a teaching program. Let me go. And he was just figuring his way around. Yeah. And so he asked me which bus to take, whatever. I showed him. And from that day, he was. He kept telling me, like, you were very kind to me. You're my yeah. angel. So we became friends and we ended up going for movies and stuff together. But yeah, I think in terms of, like, the living situation, we've been quite good. Yeah. How has been your experience with your course? We'll put a pin on the feeling mm-hmm. of loneliness. Oh, okay. Yeah. Girl? <laughs> <laughs> it hits you. It, it, it does. Hits you. And, and, and you know, the interesting thing is, which is... You know what? Let me not talk about it now. Let me talk about it later. In case I start crying. Because now you're... Now... Yeah. Anyway. Um, your course. Has it been? Honestly, studying, if I'm being honest, wasn't the easiest thing for me. Mm. I feel like if I had to redo it again, I would have probably chosen... Because I had the... If I had the option of doing something in my line of work, which would be 
a design related course mm. computing science is like a supporting knowledge to my to my career to get you know ah, how to design so you need to have like the fundamentals yeah so you, it's just like an advantage oh, okay. so if i go to the market and i say i'm a designer but i also know how to code my designs they're like oh okay that's nice mm-hmm. you know that type of thing but i have like a number of people that they just went like i have a friend in bristol that's just doing design is it bristol or brighton is somewhere mm-hmm. one of the piece anyways and he's studying like user experience design so that's mm-hmm. like our actual course but brooks didn't even have that so i didn't bother brooks didn't have that so i didn't bother but yeah <clears throat> computing science and because it's a conversion course a conversion is you have no prior knowledge oh yeah so they'll teach you everything from scratch right and brooks in my first semester brooks taught me about three or four programming languages at the same time Mm. so it was sort of so that the way it was arranged was very like thrust you in hard yeah so that's it was actually the same for me though at least for me yeah i you know my background in nutrition i'm I'm on a side in a foreign course yeah but i was looking at people who are economics whatever coming to public health and i could feel for them because i was struggling and i could look around and i'm like how are these people yeah yeah and i think one of the things they they don't really see i mean maybe in some schools you have that flexibility to freestyle but i think international students you don't have that flexibility to freestyle because they don't want you to come here and just abandon school and work they want you to also pay attention to your school get good grades and things like that so if you're not doing well lecturers make notes of these things and you don't know how it's going to affect your visa or things like that so my lecturers do not force you to come to class they'll tell mm. you attendance does not count to your score mm. but there's no way you won't miss out if you're not in class mm-hmm. and i feel like one of the advantages was oh i have like really amazing lecturers by the way mm-hmm. that very hands-on like oh right, yeah lecturers are hands-on yeah. here very hands-on like, if you need help yeah. via mail yeah. oh there's this particular lecturer like oh we were always disturbing in mails and yeah. mails and there was a day a couple of my my friends in school and I were supposed to get on this call, but I was still in class. They didn't come to class that day, but two of us were still in class, and then we missed the call with the man. And then he sent an email like, "I know you're in class right now. I'm going to wait on this Zoom link for about thirty to forty minutes. If you can join quickly, if you can't, that's fine. I'll end the session after forty minutes, and then we can set up another time." And in my head, wow. I'm like, "They're very patient. Yeah, They're very intentional. I love it as well. Yeah. But if I'm being very honest, um. A couple of times that I got my results and I was like, fuck it, how did I how did I get Do an this. 80 or yeah. 90 in this course? I was so unsure about a lot of my code. Mm. And then there are some courses that I did really well. I got like 90s and I'm like, yeah, of course. I put my time into it, <laughs> dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I had moments like that in both semesters. But yeah, first semester, I think two courses that uh, I was... The first one was the, it was like doing like a literature review and mm. you know how the writing here is, they pay attention so to how you write, oh you know, they, they tell you use academic English, Ugh. things like, however, furthermore, you know, <laughs> Moreover. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. when she was, she kept reviewing my work and she was like, it needs to sound, it needs to sound academic, you know. Yeah. Okay, now it sounds academic, but what are you trying to tell us? And I'm What's like, your point? It's there. It, it's they there. Call it, I don't know what they call it. They call it, uh, 
I don't know, but it's like, there's a way patchwork. Like you know, there's a way you can pick out information from other papers and just yeah. put it on your. It okay. needs to interlink. Exactly. What's your point? Exactly. Yeah. Not just and feeding then, information. She into... was like, she she said something about. I think I can remember when I just ran to her. And funny how a lot of people didn't like. I have this particular person that didn't like her because she felt like I didn't do well in this course because she didn't help me out. Mm-hmm. But one thing I've realized is they don't give it. They don't. They they give you. It's more or less like they are speaking in in parables. They don't give it to you directly. Exactly. Very true. You have to. You need to also, sit and. Think so, about what they're... In fact, you need to write down that feedback and then go sit with it. Like, exactly. What did this mean? Because they Cause don't tell it to you directly. But they're something. also giving you all the cheat codes. They're helping. Exa- that's the thing. They're telling you everything you need to do, but they just don't want to give it to you directly. It's not direct. Yeah, exactly. You're right, yeah. So I think that day she saw, like, I'm really putting in effort. And I just... And I just... She was walking out of the class that day. I think that was even our last class. Yeah. And then I walked up to her and I'm like, Hi, Claire. How are you doing? And then we spoke and I'm like, Claire... I feel like I don't... So there's this other woman. I'm like, I spoke to Rachel. Rachel said, it's not argumentative. This, this, that. She now said, okay, I want you to sit and look at it that way when you and your friends are having a conversation. And then um, she was mentioning random people's names that, oh, Laura says this, Rachel says this, Claire says this, right? And then this is what you think based on all what they've said. I need to make it sound that way. That's what the literature review is. You're criticizing what everyone has said and right. you're drawing up your own conclusion for me. And then uh, I sat back that day and I went through my conclusion of what this person said, that yeah. person said, this person said. Honestly, Laura, I can't explain how I did it, but I just did it because I was tired already. You know, yeah. when you have like four deadlines coming up at the exactly. same time. That's the thing for me that almost killed me. And it was December in yeah. the middle of freaking winter. David, you know I have trouble in the winter. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> winter was, for me, I don't know. I don't know about you. But it was. But I remember we were together here just complaining about. I really, I think yeah. I struggled mentally. But for me, I mostly struggled mentally because anyway. So yes, academically, I think for me it's also the it's tough. Like yeah. in terms of like when people think about a one-year master's program. Yeah. First of all, there's the romanticization of it. Like, oh, it's just one year. It's just one year. Which I get. I get because where we come from, we do masters for forever. Mm. So I get it. But then, funny enough, my lecturer from back home, the Mm. one who I requested for recommendation, really discouraged me, actually, from coming to Brooks. Yeah. She really, like... Actually, she was the only negative and poisonous voice to my Mm. desire to come here. It was very weird. Because she's actually like a doctor in, and I went to like a really, you know, the way you say public uni yeah. is respected. Yeah. I went to Kenyatta University in Kenya. That's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's upheld. It's, it's a good uni. Yeah. And especially in my course, Kenyatta oh, University okay. is like the center of excellence for nutrition and dietetics. Mm-hmm. So these are the people who are, are doing the biggest research programs in nutrition in the country. But did she give you so a So I respect her, you know. And then when I'm reaching out to her for a recommendation, she was like, oh, is that what you want to do? You people just want to go out and, first of all, why don't you want to do nutrition? Why do you want to do public health? Like, she was just very critical. She really criticized my decision. Mm. She was like, and then this one year master, they're not good. They're not good. Ah. When you come back here, it's not really going to do much for you. I was like, so discouraged. And thank God I had my mom. Yeah. Who, Yes, she's in the field, but also my mom is a woman of faith, and my mom is very, she's very, 
she's very optimistic and she was yeah. like laura laura <laughs> you are in a good place you are fine and you will do yeah. this yeah and if she doesn't want to give you the recommendation honestly she doesn't have to mm-hmm. which i did tell her i was like by the way okay thank you i was just asking you don't have to thank you when i said that is when she's like yeah i'll just do it for you it's fine <laughs> and then she eventually did it but you know I remember sending in those recommendations because you have to put them through in almost every yeah, application. And in true. my heart, I'm just like, I, I kind of hope no one reaches out to you because <laughs> I even feel like you could mess up my application because, <laughs> you know. Anyway, um, so there's, there's that professional standpoint of looking at what a master's, what your master's looks yeah. like and people have their criticisms and whatever. But I think the reality of it is that because it's one year, it's intense. Like, sure. the intensity is actually out of it. this world. Yeah. It's quite intense. So I think we've both experienced it and we've been in the thick of it, especially when you have all the deadlines, you're writing. And here, it's not just exams, it's writing papers and yeah. everything. Like, for me, out of my seven modules, six of them I wrote papers. Mm. Only one I did an exam. So it's a lot of writing. It's very intense. You're going to class. If you miss class, yeah. like you said, if you miss class... <laughs> It's only unless you catch up with the recording of the class. Of the class, which is but never the same. But you also have to, it's not the same, and you also have to find time to do that anyway. Yeah. So you'd rather be in that three-hour lecture and just grasp what you can you and can. then keep yeah. reading on your own. And in as much as they're very helpful and supportive, they're also not spoon-feeding you. They're not spoon-feeding In class, Yo. In class they, there's an assumption that you know something at least base level. So they come to you with a very top-down thing of like, oh, this is public health. Let's see if you already know what it is. And then they now just start feeding information. So it has been tough. But now how... Let's talk about work. Yeah. Let's talk about the hard, hard, weird stuff before we talk about the mushy, (laughs) heart-to-heart work came. So for me, I knew. I knew my situation. I knew. Maybe it was a guy... Look at me going into Kisaini. <laughs> <laughs> but then this happens a lot. Like, I'll be talking to Damien and then I'll just, you just shift. <laughs> but it's honestly, I feel so comfortable around yeah. you. I forget your, your Don't Nigerian worry, I'll or anything. I'll yeah. let it soon. I've sold the car. Because I think that was my biggest, like, um, what? Um, biggest, maybe, change in yeah. terms of, like, getting the money to... to, to settle and everything yeah so the car have my own to savings and everything so i know what i have to work with and i know the possible expiry dates <laughs> of what i have to work with because yeah. i'd planned myself for september and october yeah and a bit of november was like neither here nor there because yeah. you know you need to factor in the fact that in as much as you're also moving to a place you need to buy stuff you need buy stuff pots and yeah pans true, and what true, and what true, and what true, true. So all the shopping, all that, settling yeah. in, everything, it was... And you know, my rent is this day, and here, it's quite direct, mm-hmm. and you know, like, there's no... You don't, you can't really negotiate too much. I know. Um, so I knew I needed a job from when I came. So from as soon as I settled here, I was looking for a job. <laughs> I have worked in healthcare, so I know the ins and outs of working in a facility, a hospital, yeah. and everything. And I know care jobs are very big here in the UK. Mm-hmm. In the spirit of n- sort of being adamant on what you want, even if you look like you're being picky and being spoiled, yeah. I knew I didn't want to do a care job. Me too. I think in my heart, I was just like, I know what it entails because <laughs> that's my field, right? I know what it entails mentally and emotionally. Yeah. I'm already rocked mentally and emotionally. 
and I have a master's degree. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. So I knew I was going to do some yeah. admin kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, like all the other jobs. So the jobs you can look for here, like admin, like, yeah. uh, actually, it's not admin. What else is it? Sales, so retail, um, retail yeah. things like that. Yeah. Like just skill jobs. So at first, how did I bump into it? I don't know. I bumped into Indeed Flex. Mm-hmm. Was, it, was it me? Or it was you? I can't really remember. It was actually But me. it was me, yeah? It was, I think it was, was me. me. You? I can't remember who took a shift first. You, you most likely, even if I signed up, yep. you most likely did because yo, <laughs> sis was hustling. I was hustling in my I mind. Came like... here and I was hustling. <laughs> I was not joking about it. I was like, listen, girl, if you want me to live with you next month, I need to work. So <clears throat> oh I came God. here. We found this app that yeah. allows you to take random shifts, maybe like at a supermarket. You go and do replenishment, yeah, sucking up shelves, whatever. And that's what we did before we finally found the job where we work now. So the job I work we work at now, I went to the part-time careers fair at Brooks just to see what was there. Most of what was there was actually hotels and restaurants and events companies, mostly. Everything else was voluntary, which I'm like, okay, yeah, sweet, but I need money. I need money, (laughs) yo. And then the others were like very, yeah, like you said, admin sales, whatever. So I come to the stand of Gusto and I meet Rob, our manager, and uh, Bella. I don't know if you ever met Bella. Yeah. Uh, I think she's one of the recruiters and everything. Oh, okay. So, honestly, me and I can stand small talk mm-hmm. and I can carry it forward. I can just withhold, I can I can hold small talk. <laughs> I don't find it weird. So, I can, and I, though I'm shy, I will do it. So, it's one of those situations where you see a stand, you're not interested. Yeah. But then they've looked at you, so you're like, okay, damn, okay, fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I was just like, okay, yeah, we talk about it. Oh, yeah, we are new, we're a new branch opening yeah. in Oxford. We are a chain in the UK, but we're opening a new branch in Oxford in December, yeah. blah, blah. In my head, I'm like, December, I need a job now. Now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, you can leave us your details, you can write it, because most of them, that's how they work. You yeah. need your details, your and email, coming. and your number, and your name. That's what I did. Went through a careers fair. To be honest, I didn't find anything that I was like, okay, except for the events company. There's an oh, events yeah. company I found that I liked. Oh, okay. But then their onboarding process was so complicated. You know how here they, everything is online, online. Yeah. I tried. It was so complex. So I think I just ended up not working. Okay. Only to get a call in November for Gusto. Oh. They're like, oh, we uh, we have your details. Would you like to come in for an interview? In my head, I'm like, why would you want to hire me? Like... I don't know anything in hospitality. <laughs> I go for the interview very open-hearted. Like, I think this is my approach to life. I'm just open-hearted. Maria, Maria. Oh, Maria, really? Yes. <laughs> I know I'm just open-hearted and just like, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. So I'm going to go. And at this point, I'm still learning the city and everything. Yeah. So I remember the interviews at Oba One. Oh. Yeah, at the end. So I go to Oba One. Um, I'm shown where the interview is. It was so quick. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I was among the first, I was very on time. So I just sit down. Hi, you know how Maria talks. Have you watched hospitality before? Yeah. Like, no, I haven't. Um so which role do you know the funny thing is when she asked me which role I'm applying for? And I was like, which roles are there? Because <laughs> I was just like I, you call me for an interview. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. You tell me what I can do. So she told me, yeah, yeah, there's a server role where, you know, you wait tables and everything. Mm. I was a bit scared of that because I was like, I've never done it before. Yeah. But then 
I think I was drawn by the fact that they were new, so they were offering training. So yeah. I was like, of course, I could leverage on that and, learn. and learn. Yeah, I know I'm a first learner. I'll grasp it. And and then she was honest. She was like, that has more money because you get more out of the service charge yeah. and everything. But then you can also be a host. What does a host do? What's that? I literally <laughs> asked that because I was like, what? I don't know what that is. What does a host do? Yeah, you deal with the reservations. You're basically at the door. This is what yeah. it looks like. Like she explained. Either way, we left that meet. Oh, and a busser. They also wanted me to consider being a busser. Oh. She's not running the food and yeah. everything. You see, the thing is, the problem with not knowing what you want, <laughs> everything is open. So I left there insisting to Maria that I want to be a server. Honestly, yeah. because it's just of money. money yeah. I can't like remember. The money. I can't remember. <laughs> so I just need the money. That's all. Because you see, the thing is, we are also students, so we are working only 20 hours. Mm-hmm. And... If you think about it, 20 hours on a minimum wage, it's not so much. It's, not great, it's enough yeah. just for rent and food and like, mm, you yeah. know, which I'd already settled my mind on. I was like, I'm not here in the UK for the first year to travel, to do anything. Nobody asked me for anything. I'm a student and I'm just, just trying to get by and I am not trying to call home. Mm-hmm. You remember I told you that from yeah. the start. I was like, my parents have made a big sacrifice to bring me here. And I honestly feel like I'm also at that age where I really want to now start getting on my feet. And mm-hmm. I feel like them bringing me here is them really giving me that final thrust of like, go, go forth yeah. and conquer the world. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to be out here being, mommy, I didn't have food. Mommy. No, no, I was like, I'm going to get food on my table, whatever it yeah. takes. So, yeah, I went for the training and I remember coming home to tell you, tell me, yeah. oh, by the way, this place is, doesn't sound bad at all. Like sure. the training is quite fun. Um, it just sounds like it's a pretty okay place. And yeah. then I think I started the job maybe a few weeks and I was telling you about the job and I was telling you they need hosts. Yeah. And you're like, you know what, Laura? You know, okay. I, I should actually just consider that that job of yours. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> like, okay. I could hear me. Where see. was your head in terms of work at that point? So for me, I've worked like all my life. Right, Basically, I can imagine. All my life. Even when I was in uni, I was bouncing, ushering job here and there. So ushering job is like, you know, when they have big events, events yeah, and you right. have people here yeah, basically. So I was doing that mm. kind of in school just to make money as well. So, yeah. oops, sorry. So it felt like I've been working all my life and coming here, yeah, I was just like, oh, I need a break. Right. That's why I wasn't like, for, for a hustler like me, I'm very lazy. That's the funny thing. I'm a hustler, but I'm a lazy-ass person. <laughs> what do you mean? If I'm giving the opportunity not to work, I say, I'm just working to survive. I hear you. You know, I'm working to survive. If I'm giving the opportunity not to work and just every single thing you need will be sorted, you right. don't have to work. I feel like I'll jump at it. What was the plan? Like, did you did you have your financial backing? So, yeah. But you for, felt like, you know what? This could take me through the basics. I don't need exactly. to. Exactly. So, that's for the, just the way you had for some months. I also had that for yes. some months. Yes. Yeah. And then I also had like the gigatold I did for my um, reference friend. That, for back home. Yeah. Ah, I see. So, you just do your own coding in the house and you're good. Yeah. Just for that short while. Oh, it wasn't a permanent thing. Okay. No. So, okay. <coughs> I, yeah. So, that was just it. And. I knew I was going to look for something, but my mind was, I'm going to look for a tech job. Ah. Not necessarily like, so in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to look for a tech job so I can just get more money and right. all of that. And but, also build a skill as you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when on coming here, 
and I saw how school was and all of those things. I think it, there was this realization of, okay, do I really want to come into a tech job like that? And, you know, we, I, I feel like a part of me was also comfortable with Indeed. Like, if yeah, I have to do the random shifts, you're right. Because that's fine. the thing with Indeed. And because it was very easy to pick up just 10 hours in two days and exactly. you're done for the week. Yes, yes. We, do we Saturday, do, Sunday. We used to do overnight it. shifts where exactly. you go stock shelves for a whole night. You know? <laughs> Make your 120, you know? 130. I exactly. loved the money. That and was you're good done. money. So and you're done for the week. I agree with you. So I'm, I was I'm very comfortable with that. with that. Yeah. But somehow I'm like, you know what? When you spoke about gusto and all of that, I'm like, okay, maybe I should just do this. It, it's not looking like it's going to be a bad idea. Maybe I should just do it. I don't think I was very eager at that point yeah. to make the money or or do the job or anything but on the first time i did the job i actually really liked it it's kind of fun job yeah it's actually fun yeah i and then you know that period it was like the starting period so it was right. really busy and it was it was very chaotic right. and was, somehow everyone is figuring chaos. what to do yeah just somehow i like <laughs> you mo- love a challenge most things in my life does not have structure because i just once there's a structure or there's like a type of peace or quiet i get bored okay kind of so i loved the chaos of you know when you don't even know when time runs by yeah even the managers Compared don't know what they're doing exactly even Compared they are like okay in this way you're checking oh <laughs> right. my god 30 minutes just passed exactly <laughs> you yeah. stack 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 you know (laughs) yeah but we grew still in december it was so busy but it was like it was our first month yeah it was our first month in oxford so of the restaurant that is so it's just new and the managers also everyone Everyone, new exactly to to the gusto culture and everything and we have so much to do so much to think about so much to learn learning a new system learning a new job from scratch it was quite interesting yeah there was a funny part of you learning how to you know, pick your words to talk to customers. I was going to ask you about you know, that. Yeah. Just, did you find, did you struggle like me? Me, for me, my biggest struggle was hearing people. I'm like, what I are you saying? I struggled with taking bookings. That's how I always left it to Imogen when she was still around. The I other see. girl that worked yeah. with us. Because when so people when call I in, calls, you're just like, what are you saying? Hello, darling. I'm like, huh? I'm just going to pass you on to my colleague now. And she's going to take your booking. And oh, I'm like, my goodness. Please answer the phone. Yeah. But now it's so we we it's I, easy. I like, love good the evening, Gusto Italian. I know. Can I can I help? I love the growth now because <laughs> there's that fun. confidence. Yeah. You know, in December, anytime I had to go to work, I'm like, oh my god, I hope I don't make a mistake today. Oh, oh my god. You know, times yeah. where you mistakenly unseat a large group and sit somewhere where they're oh, not supposed wow. to be seated oh. and they're trying to you know, we used to have a lot of like um we used to have a lot of conflicts then when you go to the grid right. and you see like a lot of tables in red yes because they don't they are not assigned and there's conflict yeah. you've messed up you've messed up the system so there's a crisis yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then the managers everybody's just trying to figure it out right. because there's going to be a busy period so oh, there was a lot wow. of that in december right. so it was made it hard to go to work when i'm sitting people you see me looking so much so keenly yeah, taking so your time i understand you know like, fully understand I don't want to make yeah. a mistake yeah. i don't want to do this but now you just go to work like there's yeah. a bit there's low-key imposter syndrome where you're like Can i don't know if you felt this? it but i know yeah. i felt it for a very long time in the uk i just kept feeling this feeling of i don't belong here yeah. maybe it's just because it's a new feeling you've moved countries sure. literally sure. so i just kept feeling like i don't belong here sure. other than the fact that my class was full of nigerians that made me feel like I'm in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> I 
to be honest, I think if I was in a class full of Brits, yeah, you mentioned it. I would be. It would make my imposter syndrome even worse. But like, I really, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was just Nigerians and Indians, so it feels a bit familiar. There's so many Indians in Kenya. Yeah. Nigerians are black like me, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But then at work, there's that feeling of if just I, I just felt like if I mess up, up, yeah, it's an outsider messing up. Yeah, true. But then I'm really grateful that honestly the management there is not very like they're very they're, they're, it's inclusive and very warm yeah mm. they're those tiny little you know like I, the, the moments where you're just like is it because i'm black <laughs> <laughs> but then they're so subtle and yeah. they're things that i think you and i are mature enough to handle like we, they don't really give exactly. us sleepless nights you know yeah like and also just that feeling of knowing that also this is just uh a passing through like this is not my permanent sure yeah venture you know i'm yeah. just here for the moment and until until whatever is meant for me until, opens up, yeah. Right? Mm. so yeah i think that work school balance has also been quite interesting yeah actually it, it has think about it, we've done well i think for context for people who are listening also is we're now in late august we're just about to finish off course. exactly this time next month so literally we've been here for a be year so this is a recap of the year and like mm-hmm. we have done well for ourselves damn if you ask me we have we really have yeah honestly we have i think I, we've gone over like the and of course, this is gonna. I'm gonna edit it into two parts because I know it's gonna be such a long <laughs> conversation. But I think we've we've covered like the the technical aspect. And and you see why I even wanted to have this conversation with you, Dami. Yeah. Apart from the the main reason why I wanted to sit down with you is because I feel like I would really want us to document these memories. Yeah. And just just have something to like, because we will grow. Yeah, we, we will, will grow, we will move in life, and we will maybe even forget some of the things that we went through together you, and what this season was thing? like. The funny thing for me is I feel like I'm the type of person that holds on a lot to the memory of yes. things I consider as my starting points. I agree. Not even significance generally, but things I consider as my formative points, like my right. foundation. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I still have a clear memory of the first ushering job I did. Wow. I still have the clear memory of my tech career, how we started, because mm-hmm. it was my NYC, and I have a clear memory of that phase right. and what things were like. That's mm-hmm. why I am almost very sure yeah. I won't forget this. Yeah. Oxford is like oh, yeah. my introduction me, to UK. Definitely not gonna forget. I it. feel like Ooh. I would hold on. For I'm, me, it's introduction to UK, but it's also introduction to for me independence. Yeah. Yes, I was independent. Oh, yeah. But I was living with my... You remember, I told you that. And you keep laughing at me every time I tell you. I was living with my parents, dummy. Okay? I didn't have that luxury. I was still a baby. Like, actually, my younger brother is the one who would literally, like, come home when he wants and whatever. At some point, he had left home. Yeah. Me, I lived with my parents through uni. I lived with them when I was doing my TV job. I lived with them so the whole, like even when I had a salary. <laughs> I wasn't paying rent. <laughs> oh so God. this was my thrust into UK, yeah. into career, into finances, yeah. into financial independence yeah. and growth, and now into independence. Like, oh my God, I'm a human yeah. being on my own without mom and dad. Like, I'm I like, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the funny thing is, people that ride moments like this with me, yeah, even for you and I, there's a possibility life will happen, especially mm-hmm. because we're, if we don't end up in the same city or we end up not staying together. But I feel like you always hold 
that special place yeah. in my heart yeah, because it's just like too. when I was learning tech NYC NYC period that year was also a very hard year for me because I was mm. away from family and friends mm. and then that was where I met someone that mm. I was supposed to date just before my boyfriend mm. and then funny how he broke my heart oh but he still has Boys. that special you know I still talk to my friends even I think one time I always talk to my boyfriend like I feel like reaching out to him mm. he still holds that special because he played a very tangible role in my life that year. Right. So it feels like whatever he has done, fuck it. Mm. I'm going to forgive and move on because mm. I still want this person as a friend. Right. So I feel like that's the same thing with you. You're literally the only person I can say that about in this Oxford. Because yeah, you are so like our life in this Oxford is so interwoven Inter- that absolutely. I can't talk about my life without talking about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Everyone in my life knows Dami. <laughs> Dami so exists. I know. Like, you know, yeah. So I feel like there might be a moment 10 years down the line where I'll probably be telling my kids yeah. if I have them. I'll be telling them about Oxford and I'll be like, I've not heard from Laura in a while. And oh, then I pick yes. up my phone oh. and I call Laura. Yes. You know, I feel like there would be moments like that where yeah, I'm like, absolutely. oh my God, where's this girl? Absolutely. I might not talk to you every day, but then yeah. there'll be days where I'll just remember Laura and I'll of probably course. even cry. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, me too. Oh, because God. that's literally, that's what Oxford has been. I can remember there was this day yeah. I came to you. Yeah. I don't know if it was in the kitchen or in your room and I told you like, oh, you last night I was crying. Yeah. And then I told you, oh, I'm just tired. This is yeah. da da da. And yeah. for you, you were just always like that. You know what, Dami? We're going to be fine. That's you're always your good. Like, we're going. To, and I'm like, you know what? That's true. We're going to be yeah. fine. We've been fine so far. Yeah. And because then just we... maybe putting in that encouragement. <laughs> yeah. But of course, I think, I hope you know that I was also going through it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's not yeah. like it was, it was a team trying here to be strong about for, anything. For example, no, 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 no. I feel like a moment that. I but I think I I probably should have because I feel like I I know you but I feel like I don't know you enough to know what you would prefer in that situation okay. when Evelyn came mm. I I knew that you were struggling and I can remember speaking to my boyfriend about it like I don't know how to be there for you yeah. I told him I'm like I don't know how to be there for I don't know if yeah. you're the type of person that wants your moment to just yeah. have your space to process the feeling yourself or you're the type of person that would want me to jump into bed and you hold you so hug you up you have reminded I told him, me yeah and I'm like I don't know what she would want because people are different and right. I know more people would want space to process that feeling but I'm like I know Laura is struggling and all yeah. I can just be text and it was like oh. just text her oh. and ask her if she needs anything you are so sweet you are and so I can remember sweet. just texting you and just encouraging like I yeah. know I know you're struggling right now because someone just brought home to you. Exactly. And so then for it's context, like the person so, took the home away. Exactly. So for context <laughs> is my, a good friend of mine came to visit yeah. the UK and we spent literally a whole week together here. Mm. And Dami, you were so gracious also to like be willing to support me hosting her here, which yeah. she will also never forget. Like every time I <laughs> talk to Evelyn, she always remembers you. Aww. But yeah, you know, do you know, why I've really been moved when you said that is because I don't think I had again I'm a slow processor <laughs> so yes it's going on it's happening inside me but yeah. I'm taking time to feel it right yeah I don't think I had realized how I was feeling but when you came to my room that night when she left yeah. and you asked me how are you I'm like damn <laughs> 
first of all, genuinely at, at that point, which I guess I could even say to encourage you, I know what you mean when you say like as you're still learning someone you don't know their you don't know. Yeah. You can only try. Yeah. I feel like at that point you broke through to me in a way that you showed me that indeed you really love me. Like yeah. at that moment I really saw Dami actually sees me because that's someone seeing you because when someone sees you beyond a level you're even seeing yourself yeah. that's very powerful so I remember that moment thinking wow like she's, <laughs> she's really thought about how I could be feeling right now in that extent that even I have not yet sat down to that <laughs> day like because I remember even that night when I was just like yeah yeah I'm fine I don't know if you noticed it in my face I was like, I'm not okay, but also I have not thought about it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I think I'm fine. I think I'm okay. You know, but yeah, of course I did process it later. Yeah. I really appreciated her coming and and I really appreciated that privilege because I don't know, it's not something I imagined I'd get. Yeah. And and you see what you've said about like the things you'll never forget, no matter where Evelyn goes. I will never forget that she that came experience. to visit me yeah. in this in this year and in how it's been. Yeah. I will never forget mm-hmm. because just in a, and it was just a random plan we had made one day as a joke. Mm-hmm. But then the fact that she was intentional about trying to make it happen somehow. Yeah. And then again, God in his orchestration, something happened yeah, for happened. work that was yeah. bringing her over. So she didn't even have to necessarily spend as much money. Yeah. Because her worry at first was the money. Money, like, oh, yeah. The we'll money work and when work came, she was like, okay, so I'll come and then I'll extend my days and yeah. then I'll stay with you. So it was so lovely. Yeah. Oh, that was really sweet of you. I'll and never forget. I, and every moment of just the vulnerability, because you and I have had, which is something I'll miss, we've had a lot of kitchen conversations. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Of just reminiscing and not even reminiscing more like unpacking what our day has been like yeah. how's your day yeah. what did you do sure. what's going on with your project <laughs> what's going on with work i think i genuinely appreciate having that because mm-hmm. i think many people don't especially you're relocated in a new country you're making new friends afresh yeah. and it's funny how yes there's a freshness to our friendship but some i don't know what feel what it is about our friendship that feels like we've known each other longer it lo- yeah true so it it doesn't feel like we're straining to connect in any yeah, way. So true. I really appreciate that. Can we talk about like, now that we've already gone on that soft <laughs> tangent, can we talk yeah. about how did you, did you, did winter stand out to you in any way? Or is it just another season in, <laughs> in the life? Honestly, it did. Because I've literally never experienced anything like that. I've always told you that. The coldest it has been in Nigeria is you wear a hoodie and you're good to go. Right. You don't have to Actually, wear coats. Actually, you are crazy. Let me tell the people because I would see Dummy dressed to go out and like, Dummy, you know how many degrees it is outside? Girl. <laughs> are you trying to get sick here? What am I going to do? What am I going to tell your sister? You know how the NHS no. takes time to respond. I think, do you want me to call an ambulance? I think I was, I was, of, the, I was of the school of thoughts of open yourself up to it and then okay. uh, you will your body builds you up just, you know right. that was what i wanted but honestly i feel like it's bullshit because the more i expose myself the cold i got right there were days where i would just leave my town all night yeah i remember that i remember you would leave your heater on to even when i go out throughout so that you come and find your yeah, warm. Yeah. when i'm going and then i come back into my warm room yeah and yeah i i, I don't i don't think i enjoyed winter honestly me let me tell you, which maybe now is what brings 
intertwined everything in terms of you know, the the emotional side to this experience. Yeah. You know, winter kicks in October. Maybe it starts to kick in slowly in October, and yeah. we've come in September. September, yeah. So we already come when it's cold. You see, the thing is, when you come here in September. No matter where you've come from, UK it's is cold. cold. Yeah, because <laughs> sure. it's averagely fifteen degrees, sure. right? And then it's getting colder. Yeah. But then the thing that hit me, dummy, is when the clock changed, and now the sun is rising. Okay, no, it's not. It's not even about the clock changing. It's about the season changing. Yeah. And the sun is rising at eight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes eight thirty, dummy. There's darkness. Yeah, I remember. I used to go to school in the dark. And then. At four, it's out, yeah. out, gone, pitch dark again at four. I remember that for me. I think because of also just the things I was processing emotionally, because like we're both processing the move. Yeah. Moving countries is no joke. Being isolated from your family is no joke. I had never experienced that before. Yeah. I, I mean, I've heard you saying now it wasn't necessarily your first time. I'd never been away from my family like that. I could see how it was impacting them. Mm. But then me, I'm used to also just being... Oh, yeah, that's true. So I could see how it's especially my both of them actually you can see especially my mom both of them, I could see how it was impacting them because there's also very prominent roles I played in the home in yeah. the day to day of the home. My mom I was in the UK and my mom was calling me to ask me where I used to get a particular thing for the house. <laughs> Who was your guy your plug for the for the chicken? You used to buy really nice chicken. <laughs> Why did you eat? And I'm feeling for her because yeah. I'm like. She didn't have to do those things and now she has to. And I think from watching you interact with your family, I can tell you guys are from like a closely knitted family where you all need each other or you are all there for each other. And it's the opposite for me. We are there for each other when we need each other, but we are not necessarily like knitted that way. Everyone, we have a... We have our own independency wherever we are. My brother is doing his thing. I was so knitted to the extent... That I used to feel, I remember the first time I went out here in Oxford. <laughs> I went to, I just went to Kazan to watch a movie. <laughs> but I came home late, like at 11. And I remember feeling the need to text my mom and say, Mom, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized, damn, I'm 26. For goodness sake. Like, I can, I can do what I want, you know. Because, especially for me, because I lived at home. It wasn't even necessarily a thing of, like, my parents will restrict me anything. No. Yeah. It's just the accountability of, I'm coming home, don't lock the door, mm-hmm. you know. Or, I'm not coming home tonight. Yeah. Something like that, you know. Yeah. So, I was so used to that. Like, we were so close. We need to in each other's business. Yeah. I did this today. I did that. Yeah. Tomorrow, I'm doing this. Da, 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 da. So, it was quite, yeah, yeah. That was quite interesting. It was quite different. And... I've also, I'm grateful to have a very, I'm blessed to have a very, a solid friendship circle in back yeah. home as well, which I'm so grateful distance hasn't necessarily changed. Yeah. Um, but then there's a loneliness aspect, which is very True. weird. What has that been like for you? But I think for me, it's just, I think for me, the loneliness primarily comes from realizing you, no matter how many people love you in the world. No matter how much connection you have in the world, there's a sense to life that is very individual. Yes. You get what I mean? And 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 even when I was thinking about you, I'm like, Dami's literally next door. I know she could be right now also thinking the same thoughts I'm thinking. Yeah. And I actually wish I could carry those thoughts for her, mm-hmm. but I can't. Mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest realization. Just realizing that I am, in a way, I'm on my own. 
like yeah. we're all on our own it's not just me and it's yeah. not even a pity party kind of a thing it's just a reality like you have to at some point sit down with yourself and decide what kind of life you want to live sure in every way emotionally financially relationship wise yeah. so you have to think you have yeah. to decide yeah, sure. so it made me come face to face with myself a lot yes yeah. it's already something i was on a journey on like i have always tried to be as self aware as possible to grow myself and everything but then it was just heightened by the fact that you actually have no contact with no physical yeah. contact with people yeah. you have to schedule calls now like for me there's a slight uh, difference mm-hmm. to schedule calls and then there's also just the fact that I was processing a terrible breakup. breakup yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, that was that was the that was the, Do you know right? I keep thinking and I'm like, what was I doing? I gave away such a long time in my life. Two and a half to three years and it just ended in shambles. Yeah. And in a way, me coming here, I would guess was an escape and a healing opportunity but then the thing is healing is not easy it's not it's not easy it's hard work and then you have to sit with yourself and do that hard work in the winter it comes with you letting (laughs) go like being okay like you have to be if this person is okay yeah you have to be you you should be can you just die i don't want to see goodness i have wished everything i have i know uh, and you know now there was always also that on and offness also with him and everything so it was a lot to deal with Mm -hmm. but i guess just to say emotionally i think there's been a lot of growth, but it's not come easy. It hasn't. It has not come easy. There's been a lot of crying in the room by yourself. Yeah. And then I think one of the reasons, again, I'm so connected to you is I think when I when I would cry for myself, yeah. I would think about you as well. Oh. For real. Like I'd be like, I know Dami also has her tears. Her tears yeah. could be different from mine. Yeah. But I know Dami also has her tears and I just pray for you. I just be like that. I cannot take away anything. <laughs> I cannot take away her pain. I cannot take away her, yeah. her worries. I cannot take... Her experience is different. She has to think about her younger siblings, mm-hmm. whatever. Me, I'm just here selfishly thinking about myself. And <laughs> I want to buy this. I want to get that. I want money for that. I want <laughs> so, like, I would think about you and I just pray for you. And I'm like, oh, I cannot... I'm pretty sure you're also going through it because yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy facing your life in such an isolated... Yeah. kind of situation there's a way community gives us a sense of it gives us like a foundation to rest on as you go through life because life is hard for everyone right sure as you're going through it and you just have a sense of familiarity around you like you know where you're going you have security over you're literally in a bus and you know where it's going Mm -hmm. because here everything is remembering where does it stop? Where do I go? Da, da, da. Yeah. You're in a job and you sort of have a sense of security. Here, it's like, if there are no hours, you're not getting hours. Yeah, true. I mean, if there's no business, you're not getting hours, true. which is stressful. Things like that. Things like, you know, if I fail my course, I have to pay for visa for, for an extra. You, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you just you sit down and you're like, I have to pass. I have to do well. Like, I have no options here. Like, I'm really pressed in a mm-hmm. way. I'm pressed to figure myself out and to be okay. What are some maybe of the ways you, what did those lows look like and maybe some ways maybe you coped or you could advise someone who maybe has been in that space before. Also because I know it's a, it's a kind of a space that many people may not understand. Yeah, Which I think is the thing that can feel lonely again. Like, I can talk to my friends. I know they have felt 
depressed by life or lonely. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's the same as it's now, yeah. I feel like actual loneliness, the one thing it has, because at all the points of my life I've been surrounded, like I also have like a big circle of friends. Right around me every time so i've never had any need to be just on my own so i feel like the one thing this experience has kind of brought out is Mm self-awareness in a way for me like it's like before you're surrounded by mirrors Mm -hmm. and you're also surrounded by people so every time you look at any direction in the mirror you see you you see people so it's like yeah there are people always around me people influencing different things but right now it's like it's you every direction it is you Your job, it is just you. As yeah. much as, yes, we're working with people, it was still just Absolutely. you at that job. Yeah. Your school, it is just you. If you fail, it is your, yeah. it is your, it is your fault. It is your responsibility not to right. fail. It is, and honestly, I think it is still a journey I'm on. Yeah. Totally, because I, f- I, I just, there are some parts of me that I'm like, some things I've reacted to that I feel like if I was around people, if I was still in Nigeria, I would probably not have gone in that direction or reacted in that direction. And it is making me understand fully the type of person that I am. Oh, and I think yeah. my journey now is fully accepting that person because honestly, sometimes I struggle with coming to conclusion on some things. And I spoke to you sometimes ago about maybe speaking to a therapist, I think. Right. And how I, I actually just recently went back. Very recently, honestly, actually. I feel like it's something because I struggle so much to accept some things that this is who I am, and I'm like, this cannot be, it's just situation. But mm. deep down, I'm like, I think this is actually who you are. You just went that person because you're surrounded by people that could just turn you this way, like, no, let's go this way instead. And I'm like, you know what, I trust this person, let's go this way instead. Then I know, but yeah, that has been the height of my lonely period of me just realizing the type of person i am outside of who i was that's profound in nigeria because who i was in nigeria yeah it wasn't like i wasn't my own person but i had like a thousand and one things to do because of a thousand and one people around me right and they just feed onto each other and exactly you sort of also just operate on a need to be need to do exactly exactly you that I think what I'm hearing you say is the loneliness makes you literally look in the mirror. It, you look because straight. it's all you have, and you, you actually look and you it's see because yourself. it's all you have. That, that's and you know point. the funny thing is, yeah. I hear you say that, and maybe someone could be listening and thinking, "But you guys are friends, didn't you feel like?" But I have. Lo-. That's the funny thing. It, it doesn't. In as much as I know I have you, Dami. Yeah, I know I'm not you. You, exactly something about i think i think i don't know maybe we're just we are giving our real life experience yeah but maybe there's a psychological aspect to it. it's something about moving from your natural habitat so to speak challenges you to see your individuality your, in exactly. a crazy sense like like like, like i off. said yeah like i said i always know you in the next room but i know i'm not you yeah so i know some of the things i'm having to face are my you, stuff. This is just you. It's me on my it. own. Yeah. It's on your me own. Me on my own. I can only come and tell you, oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this. Oh, yesterday I cried about this. But you cannot lift it up for me. You yeah. cannot. Yeah. Sometimes there's only so much you can do anyway. But like, it won't be crazy. Yeah. You know, it's at the end of the day, I have to face. That's a very good 
viewpoint so dummy. This... And I think you should definitely um, try and see if you can do therapy. Therapy is nice for growth. Yeah, honestly. I just I really yeah. pray find a good therapist and everything I, I and feel have like fun something, with it. I spoke to my friend one time <clears> jokingly <throat> about it, so that I want to know if there are some you know things I'm struggling with mm-hmm. because I feel like one of it that this period has made me realize is I get so scared when and I know I mean it happens to everyone but I feel like for me it is so profound how scared I get when I at one point today I feel like I have control and tomorrow it just snaps out of my hand which has been what this entire ending phase has been this phase has been because as at April May I had the solid plan of I'm going to go to Canada. I spoke to everyone. They told me, oh, the visa is going to take about four to five weeks. You should get a response since you're applying from UK. That was the childhood. And now I've been waiting. And it just feels like I'm losing control and I'm panicking so hard. Mm -hmm. I'm scared. And I feel, and sometimes I just try not to over down it, over connect it to my dad's death but i feel like that's what it was for my mom Mm. at one point she had control and then she lost control and everything just went down the drain and i feel like i get scared because laura i told you how much this face scares me more than when i was even moving to uk when i was moving to uk it was just so i'm not going to see people again this face being actually for context again you you wanted to go to canada because your boyfriend is now in canada And now this phase you're talking about is the fact that, which ties again perfectly, is the fact that we, our contract is ending, ending. in this lovely yeah. place. Oh my. <laughs> the beautiful our contract is ending in this lovely place we stay and yeah. we both didn't want to extend it because, yeah, there's no point. Because, you know, they do annual contracts like we said sure. and we are both moving into a space where now we need to look for actual like jobs and yeah. we don't know what it could be. So we are both pursuing temporary um, solutions in the yeah. meantime before we set because you know which I find a bit annoying about the UK like yeah. the fact that I have to settle for a place and settle there for the whole year for the whole yeah like, true it's like a lot have, changes in months even right because you see when you sign that contract even if you're not living in that house you pay you for pay, it you're responsible you pay for, for it. it or you you're responsible for it to rent it out or yeah. something so that's quite stressful and I was very lucky to find a uh, a colleague at work at where we work who has a room in their in their mm-hmm. house yeah. and and I, there's that comfort of being able to move in with them for that period before I go home for my break yeah. and now for you you wanted to go to Canada but then mm-hmm. at least now there's also your sister and you're mm-hmm. not actively in school or anything so I think that's quite um I mean that's a transition we're talking about yeah. and yes I remember you saying that um you're finding this change heavier than the change of moving from Nigeria Very to the UK, yeah. what would you say is the difference? So I feel like, in, you know, um, how would I... So I think coming to UK, the only unsure thing was the accommodation. So for you, it's the being sure. I just, yeah, I feel like being sure gives me control. Like, I feel like, and then for the accommodation, it felt like, you know what? What comes to us... <laughs> We're going to take up and I was open to taking up an Airbnb because I felt like I had the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we'll pay or IS will increase our budget. Yeah, so I was also comfortable with that. Yeah. yeah. I was also like if we, we spoke about to us, a lot of yes. we even spoke about if we have to separate, it's fine, we'll be okay. Oh, I didn't want that to be like honest, that. but yeah. I was like, fine, yeah, if we, we have to. We spoke about different options right. and it felt like I won't it accommodation is going to come. Yeah. We know it will come. It's just 
how much are you willing to spend or oh, and which was why even when this came if we're not willing to spend quite a number of, like we're not willing to up our budget when this place came up we probably would have taken it that's true because yeah. it was just slightly above yeah. just very slightly but above we're open budget. to you know what it's fine 900 pin we'll pay you with good mm -hmm. and all of that but yeah i i think for this time around there's the where am i going to move to now I don't have a job in UK because I have to leave Oxford because you have to leave because Oxford. I'm leaving Oxford. Yeah, and then there's also am I making the right plan? Should I have just stayed back in Oxford and just stay with Gusto till I hear back from them? At least I'll still be making money from Gusto and but I can just pay stay? off rent. Kind of that was just so it has just been a lot of, and then you know how you feel like you know how you almost feel like. This is this this so study year was just study year. This is the new starting phase of my life. Huh. And one single Tell me about it. Any decision I make right now is going to affect a whole exactly. lot of other things. Exactly. Because Oxford was just a one year thing. Any yes. mistake is just one year and then I but right now, anything I do right now is literally like long term mm. kind of. Work wise. And then the work as well. Yeah. I'm like, okay. We start applying. And what applying if? For jobs is what very, if? Exactly. First of all, generally, the job application phase is a very depressing. It is. Phase. You you yeah. really need to just be strong and prayerful to, to just right. find favor. Yeah. Because it's it's daunting. really not it's yeah. so daunting, and then you, there's mm. also just you'll never really lose touch with the foreignness and just mm. the feeling of oh, I'm not I'm, I'm not at I'm not at my comfort zone, so I'm you consistently. Know? You trying know? to prove myself, which I think for me is That's one true. of the things that wears me down a bit. That's true. I hear you. I completely hear you. Because to be but very yeah. honest, even me, in as much as I'm... <laughs> I think for me, something I learned, because I've, I've also always had that um, thing of like wanting to see at least far ahead into the road yeah. so that I've settled. But I think, honestly, the last maybe two, three years of my life have shown me a lot of dust. Mm. I had to learn... To take it a day at a time. What does this day bring? Okay, wow. fine. Like I've, in terms of just like, I think I think maybe you know how like all of us we find lessons in our lives yeah. that touch at the thing we need to learn. I think it's just yeah. God God's way of teaching us something. Yeah. I think God wanted me to learn that to yeah. do a day at a time. Because me, five years ago, I'm a planner. I'm a planner to a T. So I plan my life. Like I know. Ideally, right, Laura, right now should be knowing where I'll be in June yeah. next year. I don't know. That means I don't know. Maybe this is supposed to be my own learning phase because I feel like me. I always think my my learning phase when I think about it. I'm like my learning phase was probably when I was an undergrad when mm. things were so unsure and shaky, but God kept coming through. But Laura, if I'm being honest, I think that's the difference because you see now for me, the unsure sure. and shaky is now. Yeah, you know, like for me, the only unsure thing was sometimes like you have a gig there and you're just like. But then it didn't determine my bread and butter. You get what I mean? Oh. It didn't. Sorry, it didn't determine bread on my table. You oh, get what yeah. I mean? Because I had that security of mom yeah. and dad, and I'm utterly grateful for it, dummy. Like I, I yeah, never yeah. take it for granted, and that's why I, I, I love on them. I stay in touch with them, and now actually my driving force is how can I build on what my mom and dad have done mm. for us? Because mm. I definitely want them to have a happy life. Yeah. But then I also have to grow up, of course. Yeah. And I think it's just challenging myself to completely be on my feet. I'm yeah. not trying to look back. I'm not trying to like lean back in a certain yeah. way. 
but I think now maybe the thing that's working for me now that I had to learn, and I guess maybe I, I learned it for this moment, I'm having now to learn to just take it a day at a time because yeah. if I don't, dummy, I'll just be anxiety, walking yeah. anxiety. Maybe, like maybe, <laughs> maybe this is what God wants me to honestly learn again now that you're saying it yeah. because if I'm being honest, after my learning phase or yeah. whatever unsure period I had, the rocky period I had with my dad dying, yeah. uni, oh, me feeling baby. like God has failed us but still yeah. trusting him, yeah. I then had the phase of, like right from, NYSE, mm. that NYSE year where I learned tech as much as that year was very annoying. He put someone there for me, mm -hmm. this guy mm -hmm. that held me up. And all through that period till now, Laura, my life has been, I want this, I get it. Yes, that's I why, love that. That's why I, I loved the planning. And I, yeah. so maybe if I was a proud person, I'll yeah. probably say, I did this myself. There's no God, but yes. I still appreciate. I know that there was, there's a God factor in the fact that it was, it was as, much it, laura i'm not even joking is that if i wake up today in nigeria then and i'm like i want to change my job i'm going to apply for the next one month i'm applying and then once i start applying i do my first interview my second interview i'm like oh, i really like this company i stop I, applying and i'm like this is the company i want this company and i get it right Right. It has been that way for me. Yeah. So this period feels like it's just the same it's way unstable. with school. I guess it's because you've come to a place now where yeah. it's forcing you to start afresh. Exactly. Start connections afresh. Start networks afresh. Start proving yourself through your CV afresh. And, and because you know how like, CVs here are so different. Yeah. So I completely feel you on that, Dami. I completely, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I felt so much in control that, in control with God, because I would never, I would never undermine the influence of God in my life. Yeah. But I still, I mean, all I just, I'm going to UK. This money is high. Oh, Jesus. Mm. 10 million naira. <laughs> that, was, that was the biggest worry. Right. But 10 million Pausing this conversation once again, would you believe I actually do have a part three coming along? We did speak a lot with Dami and it's so beautiful how the further we went to the, into the conversation, the, the deeper it actually got and it even gave me an opportunity to get to know her better and um, to even be just an encouragement to understand her better and to be there for her um, and, and her for me as well. And so next week we continue just talking more about this journey, how personal it is, how much it is a journey of faith. And by this journey, I'm not just talking about my journey with Dummy um, in the UK, but just life in general and all that it brings for us. So I hope you're going to join me on Friday um, or rather if you're not listening in real time for the next episode as we continue this conversation. Thank you so much for listening. Adios.